0: Irish wrist watch. Irish wrist watch. Swish. Damn it, I messed up. Swiss.
1: That's easy. Swish.
0: Swiss wrist watch.
1: Swish. No, Swiss. Oh, oh. Swiss wrist, wrist watch.
0: Betty Botter bought some butter.
1: Betty Botter bought some butter.
0: I forgot a lot of these, a lot of these. So I'm Googling them now. Um, And there are a lot that I've never heard of before. Like this one. Now get ready for this one. This is six sick Hicks, Nick, six slick bricks with picks and sticks.
1: Yeah, I definitely have to read this one because there (laughs) was no way I could remember any of that. Six sick Hicks, Nick, six slick bricks with picks and sticks. Anyway, how are you doing, Casey? I'm definitely clipping that out. Of the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing good. I, I think this time, like the beer is going to help me a bit, right? Um, and those warm ups, I I think might have helped, but we'll see. Um, do you feel ready? I'm ready to
0: start. If you are,
1: I, I just want to go through some comments uh, from the subreddit. I uh, got user Turtle Anton. He just said, "So cool." I know it was like short and sweet, but it's just like. It still lifts my spirits. Thanks, I Turtle it, Anton. Yeah, thanks, Turtle Anton. I I think it, it's very motivational just to have like little things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, from username, I have a front butt. Says, I like the theme music, classic, upbeat, and fitting.
0: Isn't a front butt what people call like?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's something dirty. <laughs> okay. Thank <I'll> you.
0: Just, <laughs> I want to make sure we're on the same page. Thank cool. you,
1: username. I have a front butt. Not to toot my own synth and guitar skills, but I actually wrote the music myself, and I'm pretty proud of how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me that someone enjoyed the music. Uh, from a direct message, a uh, high school football friend uh, reached out and said that he and his brother enjoyed listening. And again, it's just like, I enjoy the positive comments. it I find it very motivational. Thank you for the kind words, Nate. Um, thanks, Nate.
0: Also, yeah. thanks, Front Frontbutt.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Turtle Anton. Thanks, Front Butt. Thanks, Nate. And then we have uh, also one of my roommates reached out to me. Um, I'll talk about that actually when this uh, when we start telling stories. Okay. But for now, let's move on into the intro.
0: I have like sweat dripping down my leg.
1: And I, I... I'm sweaty too. <laughs> this is nuts. It it's, is warm.
0: It's like we have the upgrade because we're not in the garage, but the house is so hot but I'm not getting bitten by mosquitoes.
1: So, you know, it's really, that's the trade-off. Honestly, I, I think it's a little worth it because mosquitoes were driving me nuts last recording.
0: I had at least 10.
1: Um, Let's get started.
0: Alrighty, welcome to Hitchhiker's Guide. To- Horror, a means of informing you of the horrors in our world, whether real or up to speculation. Be it monsters, murders, mister. Dang it, Casey, you I, didn't change the mysterious.
1: I forgot to change the typo. I brought it up last episode and I fucking forgot about it. <laughs> mysteries there you go that's staying in
0: mysteries aliens the paranormal or local legends this podcast encompasses all things horror to be presented in a casual setting with a storytelling element you're making this really difficult <laughs>
1: i'm sorry that's just so funny <laughs>
0: Okay. Don't worry, folks. Next episode, we'll say mysteries.
1: Uh, we're going to keep fucking this up for like the entire season. All right. So uh, I want to start off with some updates. And uh, it was a little bit of hard work on my end. Not really hard work. As
0: I just show up. So you're really doing the hard work.
1: Website is live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can find us at HitchhikersGuideToHorror.com. No apostrophe. HitchhikersGuideToHorror.com.
0: Also, I noticed that some people have been putting in like The Hitchhiker's Guide to Horror and it's not. No The. Just Hitchhiker's Guide to Horror.
1: Yeah, let's let's go through our uh, our media plugins real quick. Yeah, so uh, we're also available on subreddit r slash guide to horror. That's just guide to horror. Had to make it short enough. You can't fit Hitchhiker's in there.
0: Right. And then our Instagram is at Hitchhiker's Guide to Horror.
1: So go ahead and comment. Share your stories. I will read them, especially with how early we are. I will probably read all of them. If you have stories to submit, I am very motivated to look into anything that's out there. And that is actually the case for today as well.
0: Yeah. Shall I go first again?
1: I think I'll go first this time. I've been pushing for you to go first. All right.
0: Switching it up.
1: All right. Today, our first story, it was actually a lead submitted by an old roommate of mine. Thanks, Doug. Uh, This is about the Witch of Queensbury abigail west
0: was this the one that was a reddit comment
1: yeah that was uh he he submitted it through reddit
0: okay 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 cool
1: but again yeah you'll find that on r slash guide to horror and you can also you it doesn't have to be on the reddit you can submit through any means of communicating with us so website reddit instagram just reach out to us wherever
0: should we also give our email so people can email us stories yeah sure okay guess what guys it's to Horror at gmail.com Who was surprised?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would have never guessed.
0: Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Please proceed.
1: So, the Witch of Queensbury, Abigail West. All right, so yeah. For the first time, we have a story lead submitted directly to our new subreddit. This is from an old roommate of mine with information archived with the city of Queensbury, New York. Thanks again for reaching out, Doug. And obviously, these occurrences... Uh, will be taking place or have taken place in Queensbury, New York. You don't say. Yeah. So this will be specifically around Butler Pond and the woods of West Mountain. And by the way, West Mountain was named after the West family, Abigail West and her husband. It was not anything related to the fact that it is west of Queensbury. But continuing on, folklore will differ a bit between sources and for the most part, this is based off of apparitions that would appear around uh, West Mountain. And for anyone who's not familiar with what an apparition is, it's just basically like you see a ghost. You see a, a figure of a person, like a light or just something transparent that you can see through. That, that's what an apparition is.
0: I've only heard of it being like kind of like a white
1: mist. Yeah. Almost. But um, the thing that defines an apparition is that they take more of a shape. Like Webster's
0: can, Dictionary defines apparition as...
1: Yes. So, many sources will refer to Abigail as a witch, but not as one looking out to harm others. And this was over Abigail's ability to astral project. It was claimed that Abigail would send her spirit out at night, that's what astral projection is, to dance in the moonlight while her physical body was still laying in bed. She sounds like she's having fun. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the movie Insidious? because that's exactly what those are reminding of. That movie is actually like kind of about astral projection.
0: I watched it once like close to when it came out, um but I don't I don't it's a, like a little watching older.
1: scary movies. It's a pretty good movie. I would recommend it. So yeah, Abigail could astral project. She's sending out her spirit. She's just hanging out in the woods, dancing in the moonlight, being your ghost Pocahontas or whatever. But
0: Ghost Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah.
1: One folklore suggested that while Astral Projecting one night, her house burned down and she died in the fire while her spirit was outside of her body. While having no body to return to and not having the ability to pass on from there, she was left with her spirit to uh, roam and haunt the woods of West Mountain. And this is more of the campfire version. Abigail did not die in that fire. So the fire was a real thing. Her house actually burned. Okay, But... Abigail was struck by lightning um, while out and about.
0: I literally don't know what's worse.
1: As okay, speaking as someone <laughs> who has done electrical work who has seen the safety videos of people getting obliterated and um oh, right. completely vaporized by yeah, vaporized by electricity. If you get struck by lightning, you're most likely dead. But Abigail, very unlucky, one being struck by lightning, and two not immediately dying when struck by lightning. Anyways, Abigail's house, yeah, it did burn down um, from the chimney after she passed. And that was a confirmed fact. So I understand the confusion with people um, believing the folklore that she might have died in the fire. She did not die in the fire. Uh, some additional background before getting into the rest of this. So Abigail was born, this is a ways back. She was born as Abigail Platt in 1764 in New Milford, Connecticut. She married her husband, William Barber West, from Rhode Island in 1783. Abigail and William West moved to Queensbury about the same year where they started raising their six children. Abilene, George, John, William, Jr., Thomas, and Mary. They started their fortune as a potato farm.
0: As everyone should.
1: Yeah. Near Butler Pond on the mountain that was named after them. West Mountain, as I discussed earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. So, for the most famous folklore legend that had more detail to it, on May 11th, 1811, Abigail was unlucky and managed to get struck by lightning on her farm. Not just unlucky for getting struck by lightning, again, she did not immediately die. And so, that was the crazy part. And what gets worse is that she crawled around for over a mile from the, the point of the lightning blast. Oh looking for help
0: no 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 no.
1: you can imagine pretty strong person to be able to do that but that fucking sucks you
0: know when you were saying like wow she's so unlucky that she didn't die from that lightning strike i thought well like you know it gets what war- people- yeah <laughs> don't people typically think that's lucky and it's just like no kaylee that gets so much worse I mean, if you're suicidal
1: I guess it could be considered lucky to get struck by lightning because it would normally be a very fast and painless death, but this was excruciating. Yeah, so she crawled more than a mile from the site of the lightning blast, looking for help before she eventually passed. And her remains were not discovered until weeks after the fact. (gasps) Yeah, so she was kind of out there, charred body.
0: Wait, okay, so her her family didn't...
1: Well, well, they were looking for her, I imagine. She was looking for help... (sighs) But no one discovered her until like... Cause she, so she was on a farm. This was like kind of a rural area. She might have been covered by stuff and trying to get it more out in the open or just looking for people.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and they found her charred body. Oh.
1: Yeah. And so her remains not being discovered for weeks after the fact. She passed and she was alone when she died. She was buried in the West Cemetery on West Mountain. Being the mother that she she is or that she was... Uh, with her children being young at the time, a lot of the folklore suggested that she was worried for her children.
0: Casey, the look you're giving me tells me you're not going to tell me something pleasant.
1: <laughs> it's her spirit was um, very distraught. She was worried for her children. Uh-huh. And it was said that Abigail was very concerned for them. And she was continuing to search for them and search for them and search for them. Uh-huh. There, were, there were a lot of local legends on people seeing her spirit roam the mountains And not just seeing her spirit, they saw like her actual like a physical appearance. It might have been like a vision,
0: right? Like they like they actually saw saw they saw
1: her physical body, not as a dead person. They saw her, not just not just her spirit. Yeah. And she would be at at the cemetery. She was hanging out by a weeping willow tree. Um, Coincidentally, there is also a weeping willow on her gravestone. But uh, they would see her spirit just waiting by there. And they're saying that they believe that she was trying to find her children. So her children had moved.
0: Oh, that's awful.
1: And I think it was when when they were young. But uh, her children, I believe, her husband, they had moved away um, before all this. Uh-huh. I think. So I'm not really sure what was going on in that time frame. I couldn't I couldn't dig up any more information on that. Mm-hmm. But they were supposedly not on West Mountain when she died, mm-hmm. and she was always looking for them. Anyways, moving on. They see her spirit, they see her actual physical appearance, and the locals were unsettled by these, the apparitions and the sighting of her physical form of, of, you know, the lady in the cemetery.
0: Hold on, I want to open my white claw. Proceed.
1: This is not going to be an ASMR video or, or audio, I guess. So after 40 years of these sightings, of her sitting and waiting, the locals decided to move her body to Bay Street Cemetery in Glens Falls.
0: I feel like first rule of like anyone who is, you know, into paranormal stuff is like, don't move the body.
1: Don't well, mess with it. Uh, Yes and no, because sometimes if a spirit is not able to rest in peace for a lot of the times, it's because there, there is some purpose that needs to be fulfilled, which that is that would be what it is in this case, mm-hmm. or the body is not buried or burned. hmm. For, for some spirits, they're like angry that their body is just out and about or it'd be like their killer is out in the loose and they're yeah, angry I mean, about it.
0: Like digging up graves, but I guess I was just thinking of it as in they were already so this, buried this, this was at more, a graveyard. This
1: was more of a formal thing. This whole town was familiar with the fact because multiple people, multiple occasions have seen um, her spirit roaming around, her actual physical form at the cemetery mm-hmm. and they were concerned. And okay, so going back to it, after 40 years of these sightings and again, 40 years of this. So there's been a lot of thought that has been put into this. Mm -hmm. The locals decided to move her body to Bay street cemetery in Glens Falls. And they were hoping for some kind of answer or Mm -hmm. some kind of change that would help her rest easier. Cause it was, they were freaking out. They're like, I don't know what's going on with this. We don't know if it's okay. Mm -hmm. We want something to be better for us to be better for her. We need something needs to be different. Mm -hmm. So they moved her body, but strangely, When they went to uncover her grave, her body was gone. That's where she was buried. Her body was gone. So like, like some kind of zombie, but she was referred to as a witch with, with all these hauntings and stuff. I I think because this is a couple hundred years back, the concept of a zombie probably hasn't like been out there, but they were referring to her as a witch.
0: Well, I mean, like no tea, no shade, but I think witches are cooler than zombies.
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and keep reading. So that's kind of what it looks like it was because there were reportings from back from the day that she died all the way to modern day. Mm-hmm. There have been poltergeist activity out there oh, in the homes of Butler Pond, even to this day. Okay. So people will talk about items being shifted around their houses. Appliances will start and stop. Obviously, it's modern day.
0: Imagine your oven just turning on and you wake up and like <laughs> that's a hazard. Yeah, ma'am.
1: Apparitions obviously still appear out there. Yeah. And the witch, her physical form, she still appears around the cemetery. Oh, good. Yeah. People have claimed to see her old house. Remember, her, her house burned down. Mm-hmm. They claim to see her old house, the chimney lighting up. They see smoke coming out from it like something, someone's actually burning mm-hmm. in that chimney and it's actually in use. It's not. Oh. Yeah. It's. Um, okay. Cool. One of the most famous claims, and this is kind of more of one of the freakier ones, and this might be more folklore Mm -hmm. than real, but uh, one famous claim that's been made multiple times is, if you go up West Mountain on John Clendon Road, Mm -hmm. this is the road where you will see the house. She will try to uh, see who you are. Her spirit... She'll
0: try to see who I am?
1: They've been saying that her spirit will reveal itself out there. So she will light up her chimney, and if you stay there and watch it burn, her spirit will revere, reveal herself to you. And a lot of people have ran away because obviously they're like freaking out because right. there's a ghost appearing. Yeah. And she will chase them down the mountain until she gets to your face. She chases them down the mountain. She'll <laughs> okay. chase you down the mountain. So again, this is not an evil spirit, but obviously this is like super scary.
0: Oh, she knows how to mess with people. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. No.
1: Yeah. But she'll chase you down the mountain. She'll look at your face. So she she will see. See, that's like why those vocal warmups are important because I am messing that up. She Can't will look at your Irish face wristwatch. and she will try to see if you are one of her children. If you are not, she will ask for your help because she's still looking um she she wants to be with her family again. She wants to be able to rest in peace and she's not at peace because she is not with her family.
0: This is just so sad. It
1: is very saddening. But okay, so going on to um the claims that have been made. All right. So she sees that you are not her child. Those that have claimed to experience her presence will say that no matter the time of year, first you're going to feel hot. You'll feel heat and then you will feel cold. So the change in temperature, that's a very common claim with sensing spirits. Mm -hmm. And when she chases you down the mountain, she would make it so that you would trip and fall, Mm -hmm. not to hurt you, but so that she can get close to you. Uh, She's just trying to (laughs) stop you because she wants to see who you are. So she will trip you <laughs> down the mountain. She will get up to your face and she just wants to see who you are. It just keeps getting worse and worse. But they say a wave of sadness and emotional connection will overwhelm you.
0: Well, you know what? Ha ha! Oh, you- jokes on you, Abigail. I already feel a wave of sadness.
1: Uh, jokes on you. I'm already depressed as shit. Jokes like,
0: on you. I, got, I have to take medication. I got to talk
1: to a therapist. I got problems. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. Twins.
1: So nothing changes, you know, for us. Yeah. We can do it. Yes. She will ask you if you've seen her family. She still searches to this day, just hoping to reconnect and to be together with her husband and her children. All right. Psychics claim that the children had moved out and that her spirit never did find them. Abigail's gravestone, but not her body, resides in Bay Street Cemetery. So her gravestone was still moved from the mountain to Bay Street. And her son, uh, William, so William Jr., and his family were buried alongside her gravestone. Just that son, though, and his family. The rest of Abigail's children were, however, buried in West Cemetery. And uh, there was never really any purpose or reasoning found to why that is, Mm -hmm. to why they were buried back on the mountain, whereas William and Abigail were down in uh, Bay Street.
0: Maybe he was her favorite.
1: Anyways, the Witch of Queensberry is a powerful spirit But she's not an evil one. Hopefully one day someone can help bring her to her true rest and bring her to peace.
0: I wonder if the descendants of her children, if they came, you know, if that would give her any peace. But also, I don't know who our, like, ancestors were in
1: 1786, you know? I I feel like at least one or two of them hopefully will know about this uh, legend over... This is over in Queensbury again. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of why this was kind of brought... Because this was not far from where I used to live in New York, and that's why my roommate brought it up. He was like, "Hey, there's this thing you should talk about." It's actually over in Queensbury because we were over in Saratoga Springs. Right. It was somewhat local to us, and that's why uh, he felt it was appropriate. I actually like really appreciate that he brought the story up because it is it is pretty interesting. I I thought it's a good chunk of history to bring up. But yeah, going back to um to what you were saying, I. I do wonder if any of her descendants ever looked into trying to help bring her to rest. But
0: but like it's also like I just said, I don't know who our descent, our descendants. Goodbye. Our ancestors are from past literally granny and papa, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, some families do. Some families keep like records. They'll hold a family tree. I know papa and granny were they were relatively good about it. I know they had a family tree dating back to sometime in the late 1800s. Not as far back as this one, because this is way back to like 1811 is when she died. Yeah. She was born literally in the 1760s. So there's that.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I found out granny was is part of the Kemper family, which is like a big Montana family. And they have a hotel, which I swear I've heard a podcast episode about, you know, how haunted the Kemper Hotel is. So maybe that's one we should cover.
1: I'm going to ask you for more information on that, too, because I kind of want to look into it as well. Cool. So that was the the Witch of Queensbury, Abigail West. I'm going to go on to a, another a short story. This won't take too long. All right. So um, I'm going to start off with the comment because the comment itself is unsettling. And this was from a deleted user nine years ago. Oh. Okay. And I, I actually validated this was a true story because there are news articles around this.
0: Do you need to give any trigger warnings?
1: So everyone's aware, this, is, um, this was suicide-related. And is there, is there a better way for me to present that?
0: I guess just if you're not comfortable with that topic, skip ahead.
1: Anyways, um, so this happened in Ithaca. So this user, the deleted user, she was on vacation in Ithaca with her boyfriend. And they had just gotten into town. And they stopped at a suspension bridge near Cornell's campus. Now, she's terrified of heights. And her boyfriend was kind of coaxing her to, um, you know, kind of step over by the bridge—not not like in a dangerous spot, but just to like look over mm-hmm. because he wanted her to see the, you know, the view. Mm-hmm. And she did. It was a beautiful sight. Um, they decided to stop and take a picture. And on the side that they had come from, there was a parking lot with steps leading to the bottom of the gorge. But on the far side, there were hiking paths, and there was no barrier. A woman had walked by. And she offered to take the picture for them. And they said, um, no, thank you. Uh, they decided to just take it themselves doing a selfie or whatever. Uh-huh. And she smiled. It's like, okay, that's fine. And she walked quickly to the far side of the bridge where she just walked over the ledge. She walked over the edge just very casually. She the was, woman did? She was smiling. She, she just walked. She walked and she walked off the bridge. Just very casually, she jumped into the gorge and killed herself. Oh, my God. There was not a second of hesitation. Very casual. She knew what she wanted to do. She just did it. And it oh was... Oh, my God. The way that she walked, it was so smooth. It was almost like she expected the path to keep going. She, she knew where she, where she was going, though, because uh-huh. there was a clear view over the edge of the bridge. And she just walks into the gorge.
0: Oh, my.
1: And the comment from this deleted user... The sound of a person hitting the ground from a jump like that sticks with you. Oh, yeah, she. she it was uh, very crazy, very casually crazy. It was a very odd situation, very odd way of a person to, um, you know, leave this world. And um, I corroborated this with an article um, that confirmed. And I have I' I'll only be posting a few links because there's actually quite a few suicides from from this uh, suspension bridge. All right. So from the Cornell oh Sun, quoting. Cornell police found a deceased female at the bottom of Fall Creek Gorge the afternoon of June 26th after receiving a call from a witness saying that a woman had jumped into the gorge. Members of Ithaca Police Department, Cornell Police Department, Ithaca Fire Department, and Bang's Ambulance responded to the incident. So this was a uh, confirmed suicide, and that was actually how she died. I'm just going to read some stats from the history of this bridge. Between 1990 and 2010, 29 people Attempted suicide. Twenty-seven of them succeeded. Fifteen of them were Cornell students.
0: Oh man! Public
1: health emergency was called from uh, from Cornell, uh-huh. and they paid for safety barriers to help prevent any further suicides from that. And since 2010, there have, have not been any more suicides from there.
0: But you said this was nine years ago.
1: No, the the, the comment was from nine years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't say when uh, when it happened. But the article I was reading uh, coincides her statement. Now, this was probably in the later of the 2000s decade. Thankfully, um, those safety barriers are doing their job. No one has died off that gorge since then. Um,
0: Casey, how am I supposed to make a joke if you're talking about things like this?
1: So the reason I brought this one in is just because of how odd a death it was. Uh I think there might have been some kind of strange curse of that bridge, or maybe it's just where people saw as a means to escape. Mm. I think there was somewhat of a calling especially with how casual her death was that's the most unsettling part it's it's very unsettling the way that she smiled and she smoothly walked off with no hesitation she just just went it it made me think of um, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie but there was a movie it was I mean the movie was kind of dumb Uh, it was about like plants releasing some kind of chemical into the atmosphere that made humans like commit suicide
0: I know this isn't it, but I just thought about Little Shop of Horrors.
1: <laughs> Is there like a similar story going on there?
0: Have you never seen that musical?
1: Mm-mm.
0: I'll show it to you. It has some excellent music.
1: But yeah, that's all I had from my end. I'm gonna let you tell your story now.
0: Okay. Well, that's quite a note to leave off on.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry I left it off so grim. I know it's supposed <laughs> to be. A, I know we're supposed to be like lighthearted humor throughout this as well. I I had a little bit of trouble. I I felt like I had needed to share that story.
0: Oh, one more thing to add to that. Um, Since it's in recent news, the National Suicide Hotline did change their phone number to 988. So you can call that number in an emergency instead of the previous 1-800 number, which made me think, what's logic going to do now?
1: Let's go ahead and read that full number.
0: The full number is 988.
1: Oh, that's it? That's that's the number. Got it. Okay.
0: okay. (laughs) All right.
1: What's the phone number to 911?
0: <laughs> okay. Are you ready for my story? No, go ahead. Great. Okay. So this one actually scares me. I've been trying to find. I think find... everything scares you. Okay. Well, you know what? I belong to Weenie Hud Jr.'s. So this topic scares me a lot, specifically because it's kind of tied to aliens and I am genuinely afraid of space and I wish that was a joke but anything that has to do with space I don't want anything to do with it aliens included and I to a small degree blame Richard for that
1: what about Seth Rogen? I, oh wait have you seen Paul?
0: I saw it once but I had no interest in watching it again because I don't like aliens or space
1: I mean that one's, that one's a comedy yeah I don't care I don't, I don't like aliens or space okay
0: I just want yeah. space
1: is pretty. Neil deGrasse Tyson likes space. Why don't you like? Sp- I don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson.
0: <laughs> you gotta watch out. Those are fighting words for some people.
1: Yeah, whatever. Okay. I said it.
0: Buckle up, Buttercup, because I'm going to tell you the story about B E K. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. That stands for Black Eyed Kids. So, this is an urban legend. These are children who appear between six and 16 years old, and they typically approach adults. They will knock on your door or window and ask to be let in. They're very persistent about being let That's in. Right. Yeah, I gave it to you. I I don't know. I have this weird thing, you know, it's like when I eat a banana, I don't like to eat like the butt of the banana. You know, like I drank most of the blue moon and I left the butt for
1: you. Very considerate.
0: I know. Okay. Anyhow, so these kids are very persistent about being let into your space, whether that be your vehicle, your home, whatever. Um, and they're those,
1: space invaders. I don't like this. They're, they're personal <laughs> space invaders.
0: So they'll ask, you know, they'll tell you that they need to call their parents. They ask to wait in your home while their parents come, ask to be driven to their house, things like that if you encounter them, you feel an overwhelming sense of dread and fear. They don't look threatening initially. Okay. Because their goal is to be wet inside. So they typically appear in normal, I'm putting air quotes, normal attire, because some people have seen them wearing, you know, jeans, t-shirts, hoodies, but other people have seen them wear like 1950s dresses things from the 1800s you as know. long
1: as they don't look like nerds if they're trying to fit in they have to look cool
0: yeah you get it yeah i get it you get it
1: i dress like a fucking homeless person
0: i was like you're wearing a pink flamingo shirt and, and dirty
1: pants from work
0: and some nice tie-dye crocs very fashionable casey
1: i definitely never cared about my appearance and i should probably fix that at some point
0: you know what you be you you do you so when you encounter these beings, they typically keep their head down so that you don't see much of their face. Because as, you know, much like they're called black eyed kids, their eyes fully black. There's no whites. The entire thing is black. Here black eyes lid to lid. OK. And that's when you really kind of have like your oh shit moment.
1: Um, just throwing out an idea for the audience, though. Uh, someone write a parody song over a brown eyed girl, black eyed kids. I think Thanks, be, Casey. That'd be a good idea.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, So this story originated with Brian Bethel. Uh, he's a journalist and his story uh, started in 1996 in Abilene, Texas. I hope I'm saying that right. So let me let me tell you his story. Um, And this is kind of where the black eyed kids lore comes from. So he was sitting in his car late at night. And he was writing a check in the light of a theater marquee. He was going to go pay his internet bill, drop the check off at the Dropbox, just quickly writing the check uh, from the light of the neighboring theater marquee. Okay. He hears a knock on his driver's window and he looks outside. And there are two boys that look between nine and 12 and they're wearing hoodies. One is olive skinned and curly hair. He calls this one the spokesman. The other one is pale skin, freckled red hair. So Bethel cracks the window and he says in an article, I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible soul racking fear. I had no idea why. The spokesman asked for a ride to their mother's house because they left their money there and they wanted to see Mortal Kombat. So if you remember, he is kind of close to the theater marquee. He looks up the last showing of Mortal Kombat had already started, started a little while ago, which means that if he drove these kids to their house and back, the movie would already be over. So he's kind of like, "Uh," and the spokesman says, it won't take long. We're two little kids and we don't have a gun or anything. You know, casual things you would ask a guy. To get, <laughs> you would tell a guy
1: if you're wanting to get a ride from him. We're not trying to... Reverse, kidnap you and kill you or anything like that.
0: He's like, hey, dude, we're just two little kids. Like we don't have guns
1: being hitchhikers.
0: So Bethel is kind of, you know, he's sketched out by this. And he says, and I don't quite understand this. So maybe you can kind of pitch in with your commentary. But he says he broke the spokesman's gaze and something changed. And then both boys looked up at him with coal
1: black eyes. He broke their gaze?
0: Yeah, that's what he said. So I don't know if it like maybe appeared normal and then like you know, like snap, something happened and they looked black or if he was just kind of you know, like if I have my head down right and you're looking at my face, if that is what he means by gaze I, I and then they he looked up. I means
1: he looked away from them and out of the, the corner of his eye he saw them look up. He was like looking at them and then he kind of looked a little bit away from them and they looked up at him and he noticed after that out of the corner of his eye that they have these black eyes
0: sure i'll leave it up to the imagination so this is a direct quote on how he describes it he said they were the sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires from the grays from the Grays. yes okay i'll get into this or bargain basement vampires on late night television you know when you watch late night television he says soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night So he freaks out, but he's trying to keep his cool. And he basically just says, like, nope, sorry, I can't. And so he backs his car up all, you know, cranking his window to roll it up. And then the spokesman starts banging his fist on the window. And he says, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay." And he says, let us in. And so Bethel drives away. And as he's as he dips, he checks the rearview mirror and they were gone. He said even if they had run, there wouldn't have been any place they could have hidden from view that quickly. So that is...
1: They just kind of vanished.
0: They pretty much vanished. That is what the internet considers the original Black Eyed Kids story. That's at least the first one that was posted on the internet. So this is why... Some people think of this as a creepypasta because it originated in 96. Some people think it's real.
1: I've heard some stories before of... Uh, particularly the greys being able to disguise themselves. And I think this might be one of their methods of abducting.
0: See, and I think so too, or like collecting data, whatever they need. You know, I think this is a way for them to disguise themselves, get kind of like your insider information. But I agree with you. I, it sounds like the greys. So, you know, there's no like, Official thing of like these are the Black Eyed Kids and these are stories da 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 So I did what anyone would do and I hopped on Reddit for r slash Black Eyed Kids stories and I found a couple.
1: I didn't realize there was a whole Reddit subreddit dedicated to them.
0: There is. There's over eight thousand members. So I found a couple that I thought were pretty spooky. So one is from you slash E Sands. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They write, so the story takes place when I was around 12 or 13. I can't exactly remember. I lived in an apartment complex on one of the busiest roads in the city. I don't remember what it was, but it was late. I was the only one up as usual, and I was kind of getting bored of the show I was watching. So I went into the kitchen to get a snack and then head to bed because I had school in the morning, of course. Of course. Of course. (laughs) I was washing my dishes when I heard the knock. I jumped because no one ever knocked this late. I shut off the sink slowly and walked over to the door. I don't know what, but I just felt fear. I didn't want to say anything, but we didn't have a peephole to look out. So I just let a stutter. Who is it? Can we please come in? We're lost and we need to use your phone. It sounded like a little boy, but it also sounded like a robot kind of like it was programmed to say that. I just froze and didn't say anything. Please? It'll be very quick. I wanted to lock the door and run to my mom, but it felt like something was pulling my hand to the doorknob. Let us in. It's cold.
1: You should have been like, Alexa, have a conversation with these guys.
0: (laughs) Hey, Alexa, can you get rid of them?
1: Oh, my God. That scared me. Where is that coming from? Is that my computer? No. Will be shared
0: with the university. What the fuck is that coming from? No, I have an Echo
1: Dot, but I don't know what oh she's my talking God.
0: about. The social. Hey Alexa.
1: Alexa, stop. shut up.
0: Stop. What the fuck,
1: <laughs> dude? When I when I said. Hold it... on, hold on, hold on. Quick question. On a scale from one to five. Alexa, oh please
0: leave me alone.
1: <laughs> dude, that freaked me <laughs> out. Was... Alexa, shut no. the fuck up. <laughs> Got it. So, Alexa, seriously, like, we're doing a thing. Shut the fuck up.
0: Oh, she stopped. That was nice of her. I forgot my Echo Dot was dude, still plugged in.
1: When, when when your thing responded, like, holy shit, I freaked out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Who's talking right now? Oh, oh my, God. my God. dude, Did that scare you?
0: No, because I knew she was here. It's just I was trying to. I she was didn't, saying I didn't something. Know you had
1: that, and it, fu- it freaking scared me. Well, dude. she
0: was saying something about like I'll report everything you say to the university. Like, excuse me, what are you talking about?
1: She she was also talking about like how would you like me to discuss with this other bot? And I was like, what? I wouldn't like you to. I, I don't, <laughs> please don't, because like if something else responded from there, I'm like dude, like that's it. I'm I'm booking it.
0: Where were we? I <laughs> I feel scared. Oh, the Redditor, she felt her hand, I'm assuming gender, that's my bad. They felt their hand go to the doorknob, and the kids outside say, let us in, it's cold. So this person writes, I kind of started to feel bad. And, okay, this is just a side comment, but as I was reading this, before we got to this part, I was thinking, like, imagine you're the kid outside, and you're cold, and you want to be let in, and you're lost, and you're just trying to find your mom, and this person on the other side of the door is like, nah, I'm not letting you in.
1: <laughs> like that episode of Spongebob, where you're like, Mr. Krabs is a robot. Oh, my goodness. Just like that. Just like that.
0: Okay. I kind of started to feel bad, and slowly cracked the door open, but as soon as I did, I regretted it. Standing in front of me were two children... One of them was a boy that looked around my age, 12 to 13, wearing a dark hoodie, baggy jeans and plain black shoes.
1: Oh so the username's just a kid too. The the reddit user telling the story.
0: The reddit user is telling the story from like from when they were 12 or 13.
1: Okay, so at the time.
0: Yeah, they are not currently 12 or 13 to my knowledge.
1: Everyone on Reddit is 12 to 13.
0: Yeah, you go on there.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you understand.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The child standing next to him was a girl around five or six. She had dark hair that was tied into pigtails. Her hair was very long. It was weird. She was wearing a dress that looked like something out of the 1950s and she had no shoes on. Both of their heads were down and they were very still. I thought it was some kind of prank at first until the boy looked up at me and his eyes were completely black. I froze. He says, can we please come in? We're lost and we need to use your phone. He says the same sentence again. I struggled to get words out of my mouth, but I just went, no. Good. Good no, I, for them.
1: As soon as I saw their eyes, I would have just slammed the door. <laughs> I'm just like, sorry, kid. No, thanks. No, thanks. You're scary looking.
0: See, but I I get pretty anxious about that stuff. And like being a people placer, I'd probably be like, oh, no, no, sorry. And then, you know, like just like slowly shut the door.
1: With your eyes like wide open, just like staring at them like, oh no. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. No. Sorry. And I slammed the door shut and locked it. I was terrified. Duh. I sat behind the couch for like 15 minutes as they continued to knock on my door and say things like, please let us in. It's cold and we are lost. Things they had already told me. It was like they were programmed to say that in
1: just that i I would have honestly just like called the police like hey there are some scary weird demon alien fucking looking kids scaring me at my front door
0: (laughs) hey there are some kids at my door saying they want to be let in because they're cold can you come take care of this go
1: go take them home please
0: oh my goodness and you you
1: see like a news article the next day on police disappearing oh my goodness like oh i guess i took those kids home
0: when they finally stopped knocking, I looked through the window to see if they were leaving, and they were just gone. Well, why didn't you look through the window in the first place? That's my question.
1: But so imagine, like, you open your window, and these kids are just staring through the window at you. Oh yeah.
0: no, 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 no!
1: Eye eye contact. They're like right in your face, and you're like,
0: oh, my heart would <laughs> stop. I would just simply die. That's what I would do. So that was this person's story. Seeing two kids at the front door. Black eyes saying, let me in. Um, Now I have one more. I thought this one was pretty funny because one, the user's name is acid spitting emu. um, And it's about their redneck uncle.
1: (laughs) She's going to give, I have a front butt and a run for her money. (laughs)
0: I'm really going to give front butt a run for their money. So this is their uncle's black eyed kids encounter. Um, So this person describes their uncle as basically like a no bullshit, straightforward, Redneck, uh, not afraid of anything kind of guy. And the right, even years after this incident, as he was telling the story to us, you could see the fear in his eyes. So, this happens in the late 70s. Their uncle is a truck driver and he's been driving through the desert for the last hundred miles. Arizona, Nevada, one of those the sure user didn't know. It's 10 p.m. and he's been driving for 14, 15 hours. So, he decides to pull over, jump in the back and uh, clock out in the sleeper. Around 2 a.m., four hours later, he wakes up to the sound of tapping outside his cab. So he thinks it's highway patrol, so he goes up from the sleeper to the passenger seat to grab his logbook. He hears tapping from the lower glass of the driver door, and then he hears a child's voice say, hey, mister, we're thirsty and tired. Can we come inside?
1: It's the same script for, like, all of them. <laughs>
0: yeah, Hey, mister. Hey,
1: mister. Could you let us in? <laughs> no. <laughs> Get away from me, you little freaks. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: you little freaks. So, the uncle immediately feels a strong sense of dread. He didn't want to see who was talking, but kept hearing the tapping and kept hearing the Can
1: what we What time come of day inside? was
0: this? This was 2 a.m.
1: Oh, my god. No. No. Any <laughs> tapping at 2 a.m. I don't even care if this a normal person. Like, yo, it's like 2 a.m. and I got work in three hours. Go away.
0: And no, 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 no. I don't
1: have time for this horror movie bullshit. I gotta work.
0: So the uncle finally decides to kind of like crawl over the, like to the driver's side and look over the glass to see, you know, what is outside. And he sees normal kids, quote, if a little pale, but then he sees their solid black eyes and he described them as seeing seeming to have eyes, but also not have eyes, and yet feel like they were staring right through him.
1: Uh, For some reason, I find it scarier that, like, you don't see him at first, and then they look directly at you, and you're like, oh my God, what are you doing? Yeah,
0: that's the worst part. That's awful. This is my favorite part of the story. He yells, quote, hell nah, I ain't letting you little fuckers in here. (laughs) End quote. So the black eyed kids stare at him, almost angrily, and then they just They disappear. The uncle sits in the passenger seat, you know, like trying to figure out like what just happened when suddenly pounding on the passenger side door where he is. They're screaming, let us in now. And they didn't sound like kids
1: anymore. Like demonic sounds. (laughs) It's kind of like how you like hear in a horror movie. You kind of hear a little bit of their initial voice, but then in parallel, you hear another voice on top of that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you hear their true voice.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, the layering, yes. Yeah,
1: the layering. Uncle- I can do sound effects like that with this podcast. I just have to like speak along to something after the fact, and I will insert it right here. So I have to remember to do so. Kind of oh, like gosh. this.
0: Can you also insert it right sure. here? Yes. <laughs> So Uncle starts truck and he speeds off, gets away. The user writes that he actually saw the black eyed kids later that morning in the lights of his truck. He saw two kids standing on the side of the road staring at him. And then when he passed and looked in his side mirrors, they were gone. So that is acid spitting emus black eyed kids story. So it kind of brings me into the topic of what are they? So we had this conversation that we both think that they're the greys.
1: I don't have anything additional to that. I think they're the greys straight up.
0: But other people think that they're demons, vampires, ghosts. I think the vampires is kind of reaching.
1: I think the greys is honestly the most realistic. Um, Demons, I I don't think would operate like that. Because demons, I feel like are very individualistic.
0: Right. Well, the last story when he said they didn't sound like kids anymore that's the only part that really sounds like demonic to me everything else sounds like they were programmed to say this and they keep repeating themselves that sounds like that sounds like aliens
1: yeah very structured very programmed like even if it's not a robot uh i can imagine a very structured alien who doesn't have like an understanding of um what do you call it of like the dynamics Mm -hmm. and our language or in our emotions they're going by a structured approach because all they know is the words and the meaning
0: right well it's like i don't know if you like what language classes you took in high school but it makes you think of like when you're learning another language and you're like donde esta la biblioteca you know oh so what happens if you let them in i've heard other stories I hadn't directly you know looked into any of it because generally when people see children with like all black eyes they don't let them into their home but I heard one story where an older couple in Vermont that might be reaching uh let these kids in before seeing their eyes so you know kids knock on this older couple's door says like hey can we use your phone to call our parents, da, 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 da They get let in.
1: And they're all drugged up already because they're old and they're on their medications. They're like, sure thing. Come on in.
0: They were just like, Yeah, that's fine. Which honestly, that would also be my I probably shouldn't be saying this, but like if a kid knocked on my door and was like, Hey, can I use your phone to call my mom? I'd be like, Yeah, sure. You know? I have a cell phone, so i you get the point. Um, but basically what happened was these kids then walked inside the house and that's when the couple saw their black eyes, and they said, "Okay, our mom is coming." And then they said, "Can we go to the bathroom?" And then they both walked to the bathroom together. Apparently, the husband got a nosebleed. They're,
1: they're holding hands while pooping. They, <laughs> That's why they got to go on together.
0: They have to get. They aliens don't know there's, how. There's poop. one
1: toilet, so one of them thought the bathtub was a toilet, and he pooped in the bathtub.
0: <laughs> That's the real reason why the black-eyed kids are scary.
1: They poop in your bathtub.
0: They poop in your bathtub.
1: I kind of want to put on my tinfoil hat and talk a little bit. But one of the theories about the Greys that I think is a very possible truth is the ability to telepathically communicate and the ability to telepathically hinder others' minds. And I think the part of um, them coming in, I think it's part of the abduction process. I think it makes it easier for them to isolate Uh, Their victim and to be able to suppress their thoughts before taking them. That's just my tinfoil theory.
0: Well, I've heard lots of stories, obviously told on other podcasts, um, about the greys and I've heard of things where did you just fart?
1: No, uh, my my, uh, (laughs) what do you call it? My shoes are squeaky. Okay. My Crocs. Sure. My glorious rainbow Crocs. Mm -hmm.
0: But I've heard things like yeah, you know, where they mess with your mind and you're the only one who sees them or, you know, when they're around or they just kind of show up like when they want at their convenience and they take you like they mess with you or like in this first story. They said, like, I was terrified, but I felt compelled to open the door, even though I didn't want to.
1: Yeah, it's I, th- I think it's part of the, um, the telepathy.
0: Yeah. You kind of interrupted my last story the last thing I was talking about when they let them in and husband got nosebleed and then they had like radiation poisoning after seeing the kids. People have allegedly reported being diagnosed with cancer after, you know, their interaction with the so black eyed kids.
1: Acute radiation poisoning.
0: Mm hmm. Anyways. So that is my brief Maybe not so brief story of B.E.K. Black Eyed Kids.
1: Your next hot band out there. Yeah. I'm now thinking of like a Black Eyed Peas. <gasps> I got a feeling. feeling.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. My two stories were The Witch of Queensberry, Abigail West, and The Curse of Ithaca Gorge.
0: Mine is Black Eyed Kids.
1: Cool. Again, you could find us at HitchhikersGuideToHorror.com. You can find us a subreddit r slash guide to horror or on Instagram. And it doesn't matter what means you have of communicating with us. But uh, comment, share your stories. And with uh, how small we are at the current moment, we will most likely read everything. Uh, be heard. That's all for today. Thanks for listening.